Hey y'all, welcome back to Crime Critics and Chaos. My name is Shivani. And I'm Shaylin. And, and we're, we're your hosts. hosts. We have a surprise update for you guys today regarding our CCC family. So please stay tuned until the end of our episode so you can celebrate with us as we share the big news. So Shaylin, are you ready for hot seat time? Yes, I am ready for hot seat time. Okay, so today I wanted to dive into our case uh, pretty quickly. So is it okay if we just do one question? That's fine with me. All right. So question. If you were to be pregnant, would you want to have a boy or a girl first? Mm, that's a really interesting, because of course I don't care, but if I had to choose, of course, it would probably be a girl. Really? Yes. Why a girl? Because I always wanted to have like a replica of myself, like I always want to have my daughter in volleyball and cheerleading <laughs> and all that because you know I played you know those things I played sports mm -hmm. and um also track so I would definitely like you know I want to have my little mini me right out there doing do what I did oh, no, so. I'm completely with you like I definitely want a daughter first too and I actually honestly if I just have one daughter like I'm good I'm <laughs> that's it that's one yep, kid I just want one daughter <laughs> that's it I honestly don't blame you <laughs> All right, guys, so just a reminder, please follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram and on Facebook, so join our discussion groups there. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions regarding the cases that we cover. We would also appreciate any reviews that you guys leave us on the platform to listen to us on, as that will help our podcast get into the feed of other true crime listeners such as you. All right, partners in crime, grab your wine and join us as it's time to... Wine and Crime! So today I have Stella Blanco, but I am the only one drinking wine today. Shaylin's actually drinking water. Yes, I am drinking water today, you guys, but cheers to the wine of Stella Rosa, girl. Cheers. Cheers. So the sources we're using for today's case is 12newsnow.com and then betterhelp.gov. So Shaylin, imagine the excitement of being a mom of two and being nine months pregnant with another child on the way. Hmm. Life is going so well, with so much to look forward to, until one day, it all just ends and the unexpected happens. This is the story of the murder of Rokisha Rochelle Norman and her unborn baby. So 24 years ago, on November 18th of 1997, started off fairly normal for Joyce James in the city of Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont? Yes. You know, it's like 15 minutes away from my hometown, Orange. No, I did know that. <laughs> so when I was researching yesterday, um, the news article that I was using actually um, kind of had Orange County at the bottom like with other feeds. Yep. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh, this is super close to Shaylin's hometown. It is. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to hear the story. Wow. <laughs> so Joyce was the mother of Rokisha Rochelle Norman and the grandmother of five-year-old Christian Norman and one-and-a-half-year-old Joesha Curtis, the daughters of Rokisha. It was around 12 p.m. when Joyce made her daily routine to call her daughter to check up on her. After all, she was nine months pregnant with another baby girl and she was due at any time. Hmm. Wow. So when Joyce made the call to Rokisha, there was no answer. However, Joyce didn't panic right away. Joyce knew that Rokisha was home with her youngest daughter at the time, one-and-a-half-year-old Joisha, and juggling between her toddler while being nine months pregnant was not easy. I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't think, I didn't yeah, think so either. Yeah, nine, we have a nine-month-old, excuse me, and a toddler. Yeah, so she's struggling between, you know, almost about to give birth and right. then also having a toddler at home with a five-year-old as well. Yeah, so. see, yeah, wow. Now, Joyce knew that Rokisha also had a doctor's appointment that day, and the two had plans to meet up afterwards, so she figured she would just wait. But once again, 
time went by and there was still no word from Rokisha. At this point, Joyce was becoming worried and decided to have a friend take her to Rokisha's house so that she could make sure that everything was okay. So she called in the morning, or well, around 12, so I guess noon time. Mm-hmm. No answer. She didn't panic right away. She knew she had a doctor's appointment. Right. Um, and then after the doctor's appointment, she tried her again. Still no answer. So now at this point, she's worried. As anyone will probably be. Right. Especially yeah. because she was nine months pregnant, right? Like, exactly. I'm assuming that Joyce is probably thinking, like, oh, I wonder if she's in the hospital, you know, yeah. about to give birth. Like, maybe they admitted her during the appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, know, that would be her. the thought that would be going through my mind. Absolutely. So when Joyce entered her daughter's home on Primrose Street, she found her only 22-year-old daughter laid on the bedroom floor, strangled and shot. Oh my God. Taken from the world along with her unborn baby. That's double homicide. Yes. And that, that baby was fully formed. Yeah. About to enter the world. So yeah, double homicide. That's, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that would be considered like a, another like two homicides even though the baby wasn't officially born yet but it mm-hmm. still was fully developed right wow so rakisha's oldest daughter christian she was at school however joisha was home and found at the murder scene she was fine though and did not seem touched or bothered in any way after all she was only one and a half years old yet it surprised investigators that the perpetrator left joisha at the scene without taking or harming her right I- that doesn't happen very often. Right. Mind you, she's only a year old, so she's not able to communicate what she witnessed using words, and therefore the killer may have spared her. Yeah, but still, even in those situations, you don't really see that happening. You know, whether the child is that young, you cannot, you mm-hmm. know, tell who that perpetrator was or give details on what had happened. They see either would kidnap the child or murder them as well. Right, regardless. that's what they usually yeah. do. Yeah, they don't typically... And I mean, I guess whoever it was was probably thinking like, oh, you know, she's a baby. She's not going to know anything, remember anything or anything like that. Right. True. So they probably left her. But I'm going to get a little bit more into that, that okay. detail in a little bit. But, um, how, you know, it doesn't mean that Joisha cannot suffer from the trauma of watching her mother getting killed right in front of her. Absolutely. Even though she was only a year and a half old. Absolutely not. Yeah. So I'm sure that that might be a debatable topic. Yeah, definitely is. Um, however, I wanted to read a part of an article I found on betterhealth.gov. Okay. So this article states, trauma can have a serious effect on babies and toddlers. Many people wrongly believe that babies do not notice or remember traumatic events. In fact, anything that affects older children and adults in a family can also affect a baby, but they may not be able to show their reactions directly as other or other older children can. I can see why they would make that statement well because toddlers can't communicate as well right and especially babies she i mean he was or you know joisha was a year and a half so she couldn't right. communicate at all so they can witness the same things you're witnessing but the thing is is that they cannot they can't express it, it. yeah the or that, they yeah they can't process it or they can't communicate it right yeah. the way we can um the article continues to state that traumatic and life-threatening events may include incidents such as car accidents bushfires sudden illness traumatic deaths in the family crime, abuse, or violence in the community. So if you think mm. about it, a lot of it was embedded into one, right? Like she, yeah. she watched, she had a traumatic death in the family, she witnessed a crime, and there was abuse and violence in that crime. Right, absolutely. Occurring to her own family members. So that was like a lot of things combined into one. Exactly. Um, I also wanted to continue to read the article regarding how trauma affects babies and toddlers because I believe that it's not only going to help you sympathize with Joisha, but also 
because I believe it's actually important um, information that we should all be informed of. Absolutely. So the article continues to read, babies and toddlers are very helpless and depend on their family and parents for a sense of safety and security. They need emotional nurturing through loving and reassuring interactions and help with coping in an ongoing and consistent way. This is how babies and toddlers develop and grow. During their early months and years, children are very sensitive to, so I'm gonna name a couple bullet points here. Okay. So one, problems affecting their parents or main caregivers, which may include fear, sadness, or being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Two, separation from their parent or primary caregiver, for instance, absence due to injury or other factors related to the trauma. This can also have a double impact, which is basically what this case is, right? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The double impact is that distress of the separation itself and the insecurity of having to manage without that safety. Yeah. Both can show recovery and increase the impact of trauma. So, I mean, I guess like with a lot of therapy, you can kind of, you know, work through it, Mm -hmm. but... I feel like when you're one and a half years old and you don't really understand much of what you saw, you know, growing up, you live a different lifestyle. And, you know, no matter how much, I mean, yeah, I'm sure therapy helps and, and all that. I'm not just saying that therapy is not, you know, something, it's not an option, right? It, yeah. I, I believe in therapy, so Same. I don't think that it's um, not going to help. But not I'm just effective. saying that that, that trauma, or for me, it's like a scar. Once you get wounded, that scar is always there. Always, yeah. So I guess that's what I was trying to say. Now, in our case, Joisha was now separated from the only person that she trusted as her caregiver. So imagine the trauma she must have gone through with no longer having her mom, but to also have witnessed how she lost her mom with her own eyes. Exactly. So with that being said, do you really think that she, even though she was young at Mm -hmm. the time, that, but also we don't even know if she actually witnessed her mother being murdered. So that's a a question that we really have to ask ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. or dive into a little bit Did she see anything? Did she see that? actual you know situation take place because she could have been in another room for all we know that's true or she could be sleeping or anything like that you're right that's true so um and i think you're kind of you're definitely kind of getting closer because i didn't see anything in you know any of the articles regarding her actually witnessing it but even if she did we wouldn't have known yeah because the killer could have put her in whatever room that she was found in right right so we don't know and she doesn't remember obviously so but you know, I, I guess it's really just something a killer knows and um, yeah. location knows. Only, only the killer and the mom would know. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I agree. So, you see, the articles that I found regarding this case did not mention any information on the girl's father or the father of Rokisha's unborn child. In fact, we don't even know if the father of the unborn child is the same man um, as the father of Christian or Joisha, or if Christian and Joisha shared the same father. But, but why is that? I'm sorry. But. No, you're fine. I, I have no idea. Like, I literally dug through the internet as much as I could, and I couldn't find any information. I mean, I couldn't find, mind you, I couldn't find much information on the case itself, which I'll get into in a little bit. But I really, really wanted to get into their father, right? right. Because they are not in the picture at all. At all. And that could be... They or him. Yeah, that, that could be really um, something that we can look into. Like, could they be... Yeah, like, wouldn't you think that would be a good person of interest? Exactly. No, I completely agree with you because that's where my mind was running first, right? And I know, like, we have nothing in the case that kind of leads us to the father. We have, we don't even have information if, like, if Rokisha was in contact with the father. Maybe the father, like, moved to Alaska for all we know. We don't know anything on these men or that man at all um, because there was no information given. Not even the mom, her mom, Rokisha's mom? Rokisha's mom didn't say anything about the fathers at all. 
I'm not sure if the fathers or fathers were suspects or persons of interest in this case because there was not a single article that mentioned it. In fact, there are other very little information about this murder. So there's no suspects or other persons of interest in this case at all. But because it happened in 1997, I figured that there would not be much information on the internet. However, I have come across older cases with more information than this case. Mm. Like, and that's crazy to me. Like, I, we've, like, whenever we did the uh, Texarkana murders, mm -hmm. and of course, that's a famous case, right? Because it's a serial killer case. So, of course, right. there's going to be more information on that. But that was back in, like, what, the 50s, 50s 40s? 40s? Yeah. So, I'm thinking, like, you know, there was more information on those cases than, it, than this case. And that's crazy that this happened in 97, and we still don't have much information. Honestly, I'm not surprised, though. And I have a lot of reasons besides that why I you know strongly believe that mm -hmm. and I know Shaylin's I know what you're getting to and I know it's not something that we kind of talk about on our podcast yeah. but I think you've mentioned that a couple times yeah I have yeah um, but back in 2018 about four years ago the channel 12 news did a story on the murder and spoke with Joyce and her two granddaughters Christine and Joesha um, both who had grown up so much at this point yeah mm -hmm. so 2018 was what four years ago like mm -hmm. I said so um, you know, they're both grown. In the interview, Joyce speaks on how she became the guardian of the two girls um, after Rokisha's passing. She stated, It's hard when you're already in your 50s and you're left with two children to raise. I wanted to raise them the right way and show them the right things. Many nights, the girls would come in my room crying and ask for their mama, and all I could do was tell them that I wanted their mama too. I relied heavily on God to pull us through this difficult time. He gave us all the strength, but the journey has been difficult, Joyce explains. Now, Officer Morrow said that the type of rage displayed in Rokisha's murder was something that someone needed to be held accountable for. This leads me to wonder if the killer was someone closer to home or a random individual. I feel like it was an act of someone else, or I feel like if it was an act of someone else, right, then we would have heard of at least some suspect or another right yeah i agree um like match some sort of dna or whatever the case is however because the perpetrator killed rokisha so harshly i find it hard to believe that a stranger can commit something so brutal without any real reason that's why i think it's like it's you know i think it's a family member or someone close to rokisha i definitely think it is too i don't think this is a crime opportunity in any type of way not at all i think this is somebody that knew her i agree and also because joisha was left untouched i really do think that it's the work of somebody close to the family like, I, only somebody that was close to the family or to Rokisha you know, and had some kind of feelings towards the one-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Joisha, that's the only thing I can think of would be a reasoning to why they left Joisha alone and didn't yeah. touch her. Like, this was something that was meant primarily for Rokisha only. Mm -hmm. They didn't mean to harm Joisha at all. And there was no motive that they could think of. Like, they investigated, there was no motive that they could think of. So it had to be someone close and, like, a more per personal motive rather than yeah. just you know, wanting to enter a home and kill somebody because exactly. the hell of it, right? Like no signs of robbery or nope. none no, of that. None so of that. yeah, we if we cross all of that out, it's just like you you're you're left with the thought that this person was targeting Rokisha for a reason and this is just not somebody that came in and, you know, killed her just for no reason. Right. I mean she died for no reason. No, exactly. But I'm saying, you know, that's that's what it seems like. If it's a stranger, then she died for no reason. Yeah. Um, or because it wasn't, you know, she wasn't raped. There was no signs of rape on her body. Yeah. Um, she was nine months pregnant. It, I, I've seen crazy, you know, cases where people steal babies. Like they see a nine month year old pregnant woman and they go in and, you yeah. know, 
basically give birth for them and then kill the yeah, mom and the leave. baby out. Yeah, I've seen crazy things or I've heard of crazy things like that, but that wasn't even the case here. And, and that's even more weird because I'm, I'm wondering, just something that kind of came to my mind right now, you know, they whoever this person was, let's just say if it was close to the family member, yeah, you left Joisha alone. But if you actually had feelings towards her children, then you wouldn't, you would have had feelings for that unborn child that was, right. that she still had in her stomach. And exactly. you wouldn't have wanted to harm that child. Unless this was like a past boyfriend, husband, whatever, right? That was probably Joisha's dad, maybe. Again, I, I'm just, we're just focusing on the fathers and we have no information on these fathers. So I don't know, yeah. but any information on them, we're just speculating. Yeah, we're not crucifying anybody in any type mm-hmm. of way. We're really just, you know, going over theories, you know. Because we just truly don't know. We're trying to figure out who could have possibly had a motive to harm her uh-huh. and her baby. And and that's my goal. I want people to talk about this case a lot to the point where we're actually getting more, you know, feedback on the family and and the friends and like involved in with the family, just so we can kind of narrow down, like start figuring out who did it, right? Because I I really do believe that it's someone close. Yeah, I believe this so too. I I don't. I can't really get the feeling that again, like I said before, I can't get the feeling that this was a karma opportunity. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't get that feeling. Same. I think the same way, especially in the way that she was murdered. Like she had to have been, it had to have been someone close. Yeah. So Morrow also said that there are new detectives on this case now and that they hope that someone will come forward so that the family can have some closure. Now, you know, that's strictly what they're relying on. So back then they didn't have much DNA to like test. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now we can test the tiniest bit of DNA. So I right. wonder if this is something we can open back up and investigators can actually test that little amount of DNA, if, if it's still credible DNA, right? Right. Um, but if it, if it does, you know, the DNA does kind of come back, depending on what kind of DNA it is, if it does come back to someone close, it kind of can harm the case too because it's like oh well they were close so obviously their dna would be enough like if it's a strand of hair or something right yeah now if it's like anything other than that like blood or whatever you can probably not have a justification for that unless you're like oh i was cutting vegetables and cut my finger one day or whatever right but that's not going to leave a significant amount of blood blood, if they were harmed like if rakisha fought for her life right because she was strangled there was no knife or anything involved she was strangled and then she was shot so it's not like she she for all we know it could have been like you know, she didn't even realize it was happening, yeah. you know. It's going to be really hard to prove this case, honestly, because like you were just saying, that I'm glad that you brought that up. We don't know how many people were in that house that day mm-hmm. or just in general. Right. Fingerprints are everywhere mm-hmm. and not just hers. I'm right. sure it's, you know, Other multiple people's. family members, friends coming in and out of the house. It's going to be really hard mm-hmm. if they, there is no other significant DNA or, you know, but like mm-hmm. you said, like blood. But you would think hard. like investigators aren't you know i know sometimes police aren't always doing everything you know in their power to you know help these cases but you would at least think that these investigators at least questioned these family members and the men that were involved in rakisha's life and all that and if they weren't able to find anything you know credible to at least have even considered someone a suspect or a person of interest then maybe everything checked out that's the only thing i could think of like why why else would they not have named someone a person of interest especially if it's someone if we think it's someone close right Maybe they all had alibis or whatever, but I'm sure they must have looked into it. I'm sure they did, but I feel like they didn't look as deep as they should mm-hmm. have. I agree with that. Because the answer is right there. Exactly. It's right like, there. And if this is somebody that's close to them, you, you, I'm sure that that person, whoever did it, spoke to somebody. Like they had must have, to. or at least somebody should have known. People don't keep secrets that long. No, I'm sorry, they don't. 
agree. And if they do, I know your conscience eating you up. <laughs> if you have one. If if you have one, yeah. exactly. <laughs> also, side note, I think I've been saying um, Rokesha's oldest daughter's name wrong the whole time. I think I've been calling her Christian, but her name is Christine. Oh, that's okay. Um, but Christine also spoke to the Channel 12 News interview, and she stated that being a young woman and not having your mother is really hard. Graduating from high school, I just graduated from college, and now I'm teaching. These are things that every woman will want their mom there for, she said. One day I will get married, my wedding, she's not going to be there, and I'll never be able to capture these moments with her. Joesha was obviously too young and does not remember her mom much at all. She stated that she is happy um, that she was able to form that mother-daughter bond with her grandmother and sister since she was not able to do it with her own mother. Now, the murder of Rokisha and her unborn baby is still unsolved, but there are several reasons why I chose to talk about this case today. I wanted to get the word out so that it could hopefully lead to a witness of wanting to come forward, but also because I want others to start talking about Rokisha and her murder. I want details and other information to submerge so that her killer is brought to justice faster. So maybe with this new DNA testing, there might be something we can uncover that investigators were not able to, able to before. But anyone with any information can leave an anonymous tip with the Beaumont Police Department or Crime Stoppers at 409-833-TIPS. There you have it. That is the story of the murder of Rokisha Rochelle Norman and her unborn baby. Wow. And the thing about it, Shabbat, I've never heard this story before. I know. Never. I know. And never clearly not a lot story. of people have because even, you know what, I even went as far as looking on Facebook comments regarding this article really? on Channel 12 News. Yeah, because it was posted on... Um, it was posted on Facebook, like the article was like on their on their channel, obviously, but it was also on the internet. And then they there was they posted it on their Facebook page as well. Um, so I was like trying to see what you know what people were saying about the case, maybe like maybe you know sometimes the public know things that that isn't really public information, right? right. And I think it's just because you know people hear things in the in this like especially even in a small town, you know they hear things from gossip and things like that, but they're not really like verified sources. Right. Um, so I really was looking at like the Facebook comments to see if anyone was kind of mentioning anything that they knew or heard of or anything mm-hmm. like that, but there was no Facebook comments at all on this post. I'm yes. surprised. I know, especially because nowadays like you, you they go viral so quickly. Yeah. Um, and not only just viral in the town, but they go viral like all over the state and all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. and sometimes even outside of, uh, um, outside of the U.S. So I'm surprised that this one post about a murdered woman with her unborn child, like, you know, no comments, nothing. I can't believe that. We got to do better as a community, y'all. I agree. We have to do better as a community. I don't care if this happened 40 years ago, 50 years ago. That's still somebody's family member, and they're seeking justice just like anybody else in a position like this. I agree. They're seeking justice, and they deserve that. So let's get this word out about this case, y'all. Let's, let's definitely Especially if you're in the Beaumont area, like, talk about it with your friends and, and your family and you know get them spreading the word because someone knows something someone you know? definitely and knows something. i feel like if you if we bring up this conversation again you know somebody who may think that they you know knew a detail or two but didn't want to speak up will probably now have the encouragement to do it because it's right. being brought up again so um especially if you're in that area please like talk about it speak speak up about it and um share share the story so that um joyce and her two granddaughters especially can can um kind of have closure yeah i agree 
So before we get into our news, um, I just wanted to quickly go ahead and let you guys know to keep supporting us. Tell your friends, share and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and please subscribe and follow us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. This will qualify you for a shout out, so please go and do this right now. Uh, when you subscribe and follow, you'll get an immediate notification of our latest episode release. And I guess today's shout out, I know who the shout out's going to go to. So um, we'll do the shout out at the end. Um, but so now, guys, for our big news, our CCC family is going to increase because I'm pregnant, you guys. Shayla's pregnant. <laughs> um, she is going to have a baby in October of 2022. Yes. We're going to have a Halloween baby. Yes, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really want them to see it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, I am expecting you guys. Um, and just an FYI, I have not been drinking wine this whole time. <laughs> yes, and I, I, it's funny because I would tell Shaylin, I'm like, you know, we keep talking about wine and how we drink that while we're recording. And I'm like, when people fig- finally find out that you're pregnant, they're going to be like, was she <laughs> drinking the whole time? <laughs> no, I swear I'm not a bad mom. <laughs> I was the one, if anything, who was drinking on the side, <laughs> and she had water pretending it to be wine, and we would just kind of go about it that way. But yes. yeah, she was not drinking. I as was soon not as she found drinking. out. I'm actually kind of excited that, you know, the baby's going to be due in October because I feel like it's like the best month for so? the baby to be due. Yeah. Um, I really, you know, I really don't care when the month is. I've always said, like, if I were to give birth, like, I would want to have my baby in October or really? like October, September, because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. That's true. And it's just like the perfect weather. Um, I'm a June baby. We're both like summer babies, yeah, we're right? Summer babies. So, um, <laughs> like high. her birthday's like at the end of May, and mine's like almost at the end of June. So we're both you know, summer baby. So we didn't get to celebrate our birthdays with, with our friends at school or anything. Like no. We didn't get to bring our little cupcakes. No, to our never. Class. And I still feel some sophomore about that. <laughs> Me too. Because I was never that kid that got to bring cupcakes for the class. I never. was always the one that ate those cupcakes. And never. mind you, I never actually liked cupcakes. I would just eat the frosting if the frosting was good. It's just the, <laughs> the social interaction behind it. Yeah. That, you know, the only time I was able to do that was my high school really? days. Yes. <laughs> I had turned, I had just turned 17 in high school this is my junior year and I was able to bring a cookie cake oh. at school that was like the only time ever <laughs> since I've been in grade school that I was ever ever able to bring something like that for your birthday yes that's crazy yeah nope never never did any mine's like literally smacked down in the middle of summer <laughs> yeah like never, and I never went to summer school or anything so I never got to celebrate my birthday in school but that's okay because a lot of people would always be like well at least you get to be home and you can do whatever you want you don't have to like sit through school for eight hours and I'm like that's true but but you like have your friends I know. around <laughs> so I get it yeah your birthday is all the way in June <laughs> so you would never you would have never been able to celebrate yeah that's okay well you have a um niece or nephew on the way that you I can do. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that I know the gender well me and Shaylin's sister um and Shaylin's other friend Anna the three of us know who what what the gender is yes um and it's like I'm literally like having to make sure that I'm not saying anything that I'm not supposed to <laughs> like I because I have a bad habit of just rambling and, and I'm scared that I might just say something but I haven't done it yet and no I'm, and Shaylin and I decided that we're not going to talk about it yeah so I don't actually say anything but I trust myself I'll be okay I trust you too I don't think you're going to slip up and do anything you are Anna or my sister I don't think none of y'all are going to slip up and say anything so I definitely trust y'all yeah um but just for recording purposes um I want to know what you think you're having I think I'm having a girl initially though 
I did think I was going to have a boy. When I first found out, I was having um, some feelings that I was having a boy. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like it's a girl. For some odd reason, I just feel like it's a girl. Well, what made you think that it was a boy at first? I I really don't really know exactly why. It's just that feeling that I had. Like, immediately when I found out, I was like, this is a boy. Gotta be. This is a boy. It has to be a boy. But I had no real reason why I thought that. It was just a feeling that I had. So nothing you looked up that made mm -mm. you think that it's a boy or anything like that? No, not at all. Well, why do you think it's like a girl now? (laughs) You might, he might think I'm crazy, but the way that my belly is shaping it's kind of sitting up now, so I'm like, oh, see, I knew it. I figured, I figured it's like Shaylin's. That's what I figured you were doing. Like I know that's what a lot of people do, right? Like mm-hmm. they if they don't know the gender, they like start looking up stuff, yeah, and start like looking at themselves in the mirror, trying yep. to figure figure out what they think they're having. Um, but I was just curious to why you um, yeah. thought those two things. And I I think that because the way that my belly is shaped, and I know that usually that's kind of later on down the line, people are like, well, you can't really tell right now because your belly's still forming, but. If you really look at my belly, and I will be posting photos and stuff a little bit later on so you guys can see that, but if you'll see what I'm talking about when I say that my belly is starting to sit up, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a girl. Really? And then um, the father thinks it's a girl, too. So oh, really? <laughs> he wants a girl anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a girl. If not, it's okay. It is what it is, but I just want a healthy baby, beautiful baby. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So you want to tell us how many weeks you are? Currently, I am 14 weeks. 14. So I am in my second trimester, and I am ready. I'm already ready to get this over with. <laughs> I'm ready to see my baby. I'm ready to meet my little mini-me. Oh, so. We're all super excited for her to have her <laughs> baby. Um, and we'll we'll do some updates for you guys. Um, but I know because you said that you're in your second trimester now, mm-hmm. how did the first trimester go for you? Believe it or not, my first trimester actually went um, pretty smoothly. Like, I haven't had like morning sickness a lot, like a lot of people probably do. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, guy. there were times I was really sick, you know, because I was like, somebody I'm sick, I can't, you know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there were times I was struggling, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, days I was struggling. Um, but honestly, my first trimester was not that bad. I think I got lucky. I think I wanted the lucky ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I, so we, we kind of, based our episode today on this news, obviously. <laughs> if you didn't kind of catch what the, you, you know, what the surprise was from the beginning or throughout the case, and we happened to surprise you guys seriously, then I'm glad <laughs> I did my job right. Um, but I feel like if I was the one listening, I would have probably kind of guessed that was that one of us was pregnant, right? right? <laughs> I mean, I, I probably, I don't pay attention to details <laughs> like that, not deep into that, but. But if you're a listener of ours and you were actually using your thinking caps and, you know, being uh, an investigator like we always are, then you probably caught that early on. Probably so. I mean, um, I didn't give any hints. Yeah, I mean, it was me. It yeah. was for sure me. But I wanted to lead up to the um, surprise in a, in a good way. And this is how I kind of figured would be the best way to do it. So I think Shivani is more excited than I am. Y'all. I know. <laughs> I think all of my family and friends are more excited than I am. Um, not saying that I'm not excited. It, it definitely excites me. I'm going to be a mom like I can't believe I'm gonna be a I mom know. y'all this like is my first kid my first child child I know so yeah I'm really excited it it did hit me at first I was kind of nervous of course anybody would probably be nervous their first kid so I was nervous but now it's just growing on me I'm just ready to meet my baby I'm yeah ready to have my baby yeah. oh we're super excited <laughs> Jenna reveal will be coming up yes so stay tuned <laughs> for the gender reveal um we're super excited to do it so 
and we can't wait for Shaylin to find out. Yes. Oh, this is going to be a long month and a half. <laughs> yeah, so the gender reveal will be coming up shortly, um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but other than that, we'll see you guys next time. We'll see ya. Goodbye. Bye. Shaylin, I feel like you and I need a day where we just go and treat ourselves. I agree. So what do you have in mind, though? I was thinking that we can go get our makeup done. Okay. And I also really badly need to do my eyebrows. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking we can do that. But I also want to take a road trip somewhere. So maybe we can take a road trip somewhere and then get our eyebrows and makeup done. I'm glad you said that because I really, truly want to go to Houston to visit Tia. <gasps> Tia Edwards? Yes, ma'am. So I think we should go ahead and just take that trip to Houston. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what service you want done? I actually want to book her date night glam. Really? Yes, I, I was, love bits. I was actually looking into that. I think we should do the same thing. So let's go ahead and get her booked. Let's book it, girl. If you guys want to know a little bit more about her services, you guys can find her on Instagram. Or her Instagram handle is? Everything Browse underscore beauty. So go ahead and go visit her and check out her page and see what she has to offer. Go do it.